when was the last time you got you came to get a haircut? Like November? Yeah, it's been a minute. You know, with the long hair. Oh, so that was the funniest joke. So, um, when we were doing the podcast with one of my friends, he saw me for the first time in like months. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, "You look like Jesus, bro." <laughs> and I was like, you know, bartenders not really doing, or uh, barbers not really doing that COVID vibes, letting the hair grow. Right. But I had to say, well, technically, I do have a a barber, but just letting it grow, you know. Yeah, bro. When you're ready, dude, I'm I'm ready for that too. The thing, like right now, it's just seeing how, how much I can grow through the long hairs yeah. and see if it doesn't get too awkward. But if I go through the uh, short hair again, I can do it easy. I've shaved my head and whatever works. I was trying to grow it out. Yours? Yeah, I was trying to grow it out for a while. But... You have a shaved head, right? Though? Is it like I have, yeah, I have a buzz. Like, buzz, yeah. Like a... I did a buzz cut for a long yeah. time. My head worked with it a bit, but it's, just all, it's all like seasons. It's all whatever the vibe is at the moment. It's just one of those things for me that... I have no patience growing out my hair. <laughs> I, I really don't. Oh, yeah, shoot. I haven't even introduced us. Uh, Saints Talks. Oh, yeah. Podcast episode number four. My name, my man over here at Urban Studio. Urban Soul Studio, right? Yes, sir. And Abel, what's the last name? Barrientos. I was never going to pronounce that. So that's yeah, what I said. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, only person to cut my hair this entire year of 2020. And now I'm going in 2021 and hopefully as long as I'm in Dallas. Be cutting my hair, bro. But yeah, I'm letting it grow. I'm not sure how it's growing, like evenly or not. Yeah, but yeah. Whatever you feel. I mean, you've got some good weight to it. I definitely yeah. want to like take a little bit of weight off. Yeah, of course. Layer it, whatever yeah. you need to do. Because right, I, I brush it back. Yeah. I also brush it to the side and do all that stuff. So it's good jazz. Yeah. Yeah, dude. How long have you been at this barber shop? Uh, this year's gonna be two years already. Oh dang. Yeah. And then. If I'm not mistaken, you cut uh, women's hair before, right, too? Yes, sir. I was... Like at a salon? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I went to, like, Cosmo School. Mm -hmm. Cosmetology at Paul Mitchell. Yeah. And uh, it's fun, man. It's, it's fun. Like, you get to learn scissor work, stuff that barbers don't really get to, like, learn. Mm -hmm. So, you do have, like, a little bit of advantages as far as, like, uh, Cosmo when it comes to, like, cutting hair. Especially with long hair, too, I'm guessing. Yeah, but, yeah long hair, too. But here man we're we're so deep into like education that we're gonna like you know we're always gonna like strive to learn something different uh i think this past august or september we went to atlanta yeah and uh we learned like bobs pixies mm. uh shags man it was a fun time man just because you, know, you don't really have that with other barbershops you know like where just come in cut your hair and get out come in do your own thing and uh you know it's really good. everybody has like their competition with other barbers. Yeah, and we're just. If I feel were... like you guys are like always together too, because a lot of barber shops, I feel like it's more of a, it's just a rent your chair type thing. Yeah, and leave. We're here. I feel like I've seen you guys go out a lot, posting together and doing that type of stuff. So. Yeah, we're we're, dope. we're very close here. Yeah, you ever think about um, posting like tutorials? We have on the scissors. Yeah, yeah. Work? I have thought about it. Um... I think Milton posted a few. Um, or was an Urban Souls page, but you ever thought, because you know the techniques and such. Yeah, so I'm very picky, man, like, when, <laughs> like, when, when it comes to my work. Yeah. If I see, like, one little flaw, I'm just like, man, like, you know, I get upset, and I'm just like, I can't post that, you know? Yeah. And, I've been the same way. I mean, it's the same thing with this podcast. It took me a while to get into it, because I was always so picky on, oh, I need this mic, or I need this thing, or, and now it's like, shoot, if I'm doing with people I know, I mean, for people that are watching, probably don't even know that we're recording on phones. Right. Like we're recording on, a, on my cell phone, the video. We're recording on my cell, or your cell phone and my cell phone, the audio. And I kind of just said, you know what? Screw it. If it's bad quality, at least I'm getting it out. Because if I keep on focusing on perfection, the problem is I'm never going to do anything. Yeah. Because I'm the same way. It's it's hard to be a perfectionist because it's like you end up majority of stuff never sees the light of day. And that's crazy. Like I have a lot of work where I, everybody's like, "Oh, that's that's a good shot." Post it. I'm like, "Nah, man." <laughs> I see like a few little lines, or a few like, you know, a little weight right here. Yeah. Right there. And, I don't know. I, I really do need to get a, get over that little. Well, that's the biggest thing. It, it's tough. I mean, yeah. it's more of do I put out things that I don't think are high quality enough, or do I put them out because it's showing that I am putting the work in? You know. Right. Um, so it's it is tough, but I feel like once you get over that. 
and just post just to post, people will see the quality throughout, you know? Because if one of the biggest things that people don't realize is just putting out content is important enough. You never know what's going to hit people right. Right. That's thing, like, the quality might not be there 100% in my mind, but for someone else, it might be so good that it might hit the right person or reach the right audience or reach the right quote unquote influencer or business. So just putting it out is like the first part that a lot of people don't do. And what's crazy about it is like, um, I know I should be posting more as far as like my work or anything yeah. like that. You do some dope stuff, dude. Yeah. And every now and then I'm like, man, I should do a photo shoot with this haircut. But I'm just yeah. like, I see one little thing. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm good, man. Bro, I mean, even for me, I mean, I could say that, honestly, when we did our fo- the photos that you took of me, um, I didn't like how it looked. <laughs> and that's just me looking at it because I'm just picky. Of, right. you know, I think we're more picky on ourselves. Where it's like if you see someone else's work, you're more like, oh, that's dope, post it. But when it's your own thing, you're, you're doing the same thing. You're like, mm, I don't know. So it's tough to, to, to get past that with your own stuff. With other people's stuff, it's easy. But right. You have an interesting job because you have to... It's your work, but it's also someone else. And I've gotten over the whole mindset that I'm in competition with other people. Yeah. It used to be like that, my old barbershop. And, uh, like competitive between everybody? We very competitive. You know, if I were to like cut some, one, of, one of my coworkers' clients, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to give him my, the best haircut ever. I'm going to try and get him back on my chair. Yeah. But here it's like, if you were to go to Oscar or Teddy or even Milton, Bro, I'm, I'm happy because I know they're going to give you like the same quality haircut or better. Yeah, it's like across the board. It's, it's like that, you know, and the clients trust us. Or they mm. know, you know, they know Milton's not going to like put anybody here that, you know, it's not going to put the quality work that he expects of us. Yeah. So, man, this place really humbled me a lot whenever I came in here, though. Really? Yeah. Um, I thought I could, you know, I thought I could cut. I thought I could fade. Yeah. But, <laughs> I was just like. When I came in here, man, I don't know, I was like, you see, like, everybody's working, they're just like, man, I, I don't know if I'm cut up for this, man. There was, like, many times where I told them, like, I told one of the guys, like, man, I don't know if I'm the guy for this shot, man. And they're like, you're already here, man, just, just keep at it, you'll get it. Yeah. And it's not that the fades are bad, it's just the quality of work, like, that they expect, you know. But you feel like it pushes you forward, like, yeah. you're always trying to better because of that? Yeah, I'm, I'm always, I'm always trying to get better. I'm always trying to be, you know, do a better haircut than yesterday. Yeah, you know? that's my goal. And I don't always have the best haircuts. You know, sometimes I'm just like, man, I don't like the way that came out. Maybe the client won't notice, but there's there are things that we notice, and we're just like, man, I can't wait to get him back. Cause next time, is, I know I'm gonna like kill this haircut, this cut. You know? Yeah. So we're we're like we're very competitive with ourselves. You know? Well, that's a good thing. So. I always had this um, conversation with people. It's competitiveness is such a good thing, but a lot of times it's taken in a bad light or it's misused. Right. Good competitive nature drives everyone forward. It gets everyone working to their best potential. So I like seeing a grind in my barber or anyone I work with or works on, especially on things that like my hair or my tattoos or something that's important, right? That's going to be on, you know, right. representing who I am for a while. If they weren't competitive, if you weren't competitive, it, it's almost like a red flag of, ooh, maybe he's just complacent and now he's just going to do the same haircut every single time. I don't want that. You know, like the old school barbers where you go in there, pick a number one through like one through 12? Right. <laughs> Remember the books? Yeah, one of those. Bro, I've been to those. So back in Boston, they have those where it's like the, you go to this place. They don't speak a lot of English. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you say you pick a number and it's all like the same haircuts. And even though you pick the number, it's not what they give you either. Oh no! <laughs> it's Never. the funniest thing. It's like, oh wow! I asked for this, and I got a full, I got a full hawk. Not at all what I wanted, but here we are. And I could always just shave it off and let it grow back again. See, um, the way I learned about this shop, uh, I was on Instagram and I saw I saw this guy from Amarillo was moving here to yeah. the shop, and I already had known about Milton and like his shop and whatnot, but I never knew it was like here in the Oak Cliff area, and. Um, came to see like his name's Gus he's from Amarillo mm. bro his cuts are insane like he's he came from Amarillo no clientele anymore you know like you know he had given up all that and he was like by himself here and man that guy if you want to see a hustler that guy is like puts in the work he puts in the work and now he's 
He's fully booked. Yeah, people like, oh, he's like Milton, you know, like. Yeah, booked out for a while. Yeah, booked out for I a mean, while. even you were booked out for a while too, bro. Yeah. Like I was even, I was just lucky that you you put me in for your for that day that you wanted me to cut your hair, but uh, you wanted me to cut your, you wanted you to cut my hair, but I think it was, I looked at your schedule and you were booked for that month or something. They, yeah. You just reached out, which was great timing, but you all are pretty much booked, which is a good thing to have. Yeah, we have like a good set clientele here already mm-hmm. that there's no need for walk-ins. And, uh, yeah, I didn't notice walk-ins here much. Yeah, that's what's good about it. Like, you, when you're trying to find a barbershop, you know, you're not just gonna walk in somewhere and, you know, you're gonna do like nowadays you're gonna do your research. You know, you're gonna look at people's profiles to yeah kind of work they're taking out. I remember when I first used Booksy, and my life was changed. When I first got to have a barber that I could just book like that, because mm-hmm. I hated going to the barbershop and not knowing what to expect. Yep. And there's a lot of barbers up north that are old school and they don't do those apps. They only do, you know, walk-ins. And it would frustrate me because I'm like, bro, I have, you know, I, I have a schedule. I have a life. If I could just schedule this time, because let alone do I have to wait maybe, an, sometimes I would wait an hour or 45 minutes, then I have to wait for the haircut to be done. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the, you know, I would go to the barbershop and my wife would be like, how long are you going to be? Shoot. Today, it could be an hour, it could be two, it could be three. That's what I like about appointments, too, man. I, I really can... You know, set my schedule up. And maximize the time. Yeah. If I want to come in at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I'm going to take my day off. I'm good, you know. Just, that's on me. And it helps out a lot, you know. Especially yeah. now that I have a little one. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to, like. What's the, uh, how old's the little one? She's nine. Nine. Nine, man. Dang, bro. The last digit, you know, the last <laughs> digit. About to be double digits, man. Double digits, man. It, it's kudos to you, dude. Having a have a baby girl, like a lot of work ahead of you. It is, man. I, and I thought these past ten years already have been a lot of work with her. Yeah. And it's she, only getting started. <laughs> I, I don't mean to be like that parent that's like, oh, like biased, but man, she doesn't get it from me. <laughs> she's so smart, man. Like, yeah, she got this little attitude on her already. I'm, yeah. She's gonna be <laughs> some work. She's gonna be some work, man. Hey, I mean, you got the tats down. You just got to bulk up a little bit more. Yeah, and then bulk up a little bit any more. guys come nearby, just sit I, them down. Pull honestly, up. I'm not even worried about like, <laughs> the guys. Like, I, I worry for them, man. Yeah. Just, like, she's going to be too much. She's a little bit too much, man. Like, her mom's not the jealous type at all, right? Mm-hmm. And what's funny is that, like, she'll look at, like, I have no issues with her going through my phone or anything. Yeah. And she'll be, like, going through my, like, phone. And she's like, who's this girl right here? I, just someone from the industry. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm, you know, she's funny, man. I'm just like, you yeah, have nothing to worry about. Like, you know, it's like no one's going to replace you. I'm, yeah. She, and that's like, that's how she she gets jealous. Like, we'll go to a coffee shop and they know me there already. And they're just like, they'll give me a free coffee every now and then. They're like, how can she give you free coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Emma, they gave you a free hot chocolate too. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, we can pay next time. We can pay. <laughs> But it's funny. It's cool. I mean, I enjoy her. How long have you been uh, together? Uh, man, forever, man. Forever. <laughs> been forever. Like we, like even, even she's like, yeah. We don't know how long we've been together. It's like ten years plus, man. Really? Yeah. Since the baby girl. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like my wife and I. I mean, we're going on uh, four years together. Yeah. Um, and it's a trip, dude. I can only imagine once we have our first children. Probably not for five. We're waiting about five years. Forward. How, how old are you? Uh, 23, turning 24. 24, nice, man. I don't know why I thought you were, like, a little bit older. Everyone thinks I'm older. So it's, it wouldn't be the first. You, you, Everyone thinks I'm a little bit older. Not not that you look old, but, you know, it's like the way you, your personality, you have, like. Yeah, I get that a lot. So I, I imagine when I'm finally 30, I wonder how people are gonna, if I'm going to finally settle in my age or where am I going to be, like, People gonna, I'm gonna say I'm 30. People said are gonna think I'm older too, because I've always been considered than my age, just because my brother is older, and I always hang out with my brother and older people typically. Yeah. And so I feel like I've aged quicker. So I wonder when I hit 30, am I gonna be 40 in people's mind? You know. See, what's uh, funny is like I'm I'm the youngest out of three. And yeah. Everybody thinks I'm the oldest. Really? Yeah. I mean. In a weird way, I'm like the tallest one. <laughs> really? You're the tallest one? I'm the tallest one, man. Dang, some short family, huh? I'm a short family, <laughs> man. And um, they're always asking me, like, 
How's your, your your little sister? I'm like, she's the oldest. You know that, right? Really? Yeah, always. I'm um, so I'm a middle child. Um, I still I still get lumped in with my brother a lot. So I I kind of know how that feels, but I'm already I'm not the youngest being called oldest. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's I I like it. I like being considered older than I am. Just because I don't know, it feels like I have an added experience that people don't even know. <laughs> you know, it's just like I feel older. What's crazy is like I just turned thirty, right? Yeah. And uh, birthday yeah. yesterday, right? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, we yeah. just like we had a dinner yesterday. Yesterday. Nice. And it was cool, man. But everybody was like, "Oh, we're, you know, like oh, I can't believe you're turning thirty, man." I'm like, man, I'm excited for my thirties, man. It's yeah, like, dude. Your prime years, man. One hundred percent. I feel like uh, you know Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it crazy. He's fifty-three years old, bro. He does not look fifty-three. Fifty-three, and he's living life. He's doing the most. He's, you know accomplishing goals and doing all these things and he's 53 i'm like oh yeah i can i got a lot of time to do a lot of stuff yeah no, that's how i feel man i don't that's why i'm like i want to have my kids a lot of people my age especially they get married and they're already having kids so that's why when i say i'm married and when i got married at like around 20 um 19 20 when i got married people are like whoa you um you have a kid because they automatically assume i had a kid and that's right. why i got married or something a shotgun wedding and it's like no i just found the one got married but um, we're waiting. Like we're probably gonna right. do when I'm around the 30s, maybe 28 plus 30 mm-hmm. is where we're gonna probably have kids. It's because like you know, right now I want to just do what I can in the 20s, and when I hit my 30s, that's it. like that's a, that's a stride, you know. And I can't wait to be 30. To be honest, my brother's 30, and he's which is funny because you do look older than my brother, and my brother's older than you because if you oh, just really? yeah, he's he's turned 30 in August. Oh, so you guys are close to age, but I mean he's six months or whatever older right. than you. And he looks to me much younger. Mm-hmm. He has a bit of a baby face, but it's just weird because, like, when you're younger, right? You think thirty, and you're like, dang. Yeah. That must be sold. But now you look now at, like, it's like nothing, man. Now, yeah. Now I'm, I'm really worried about forties. Forties. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm worried about, man. I'm like, nah. It hits different when you say thirty versus forty, right? Yeah. Thirty, that you're still you're still young. Bad. You're still young, dad. When you hit forty, you're like. Yeah. Can you imagine how, so your daughter's nine, 10 years from now, you're hitting 40, she's hitting 19, 20? Dude, that's, that's what's crazy. Man. Like a full trip, bro. But what's good about it is that, like, she's going to be off to college. Yeah. You know. But my, then you're going to be a full dad. You're going to be. Yeah, I'll be a full dad. <laughs> you know, I'll probably, like, me and my girl probably just, like, finally, like, just get out of town, go somewhere, enjoy it. Yeah. You know? How long have you been in Dallas for? Forever, man. Forever? Born and raised. Born and raised? Born and raised. Yeah. Love Dallas. It's hate, a good vibe. Hate the traffic, but love Dallas. I mean, today, people can't really see, but it's snowing, yeah. which I thought was wild, dude. Like, the snow today. I felt I like, like I was back home for a little bit. I feel like it's been five years plus. Since the snow? Since the snow. Yeah. Like, well, the, like, no, I was glad. I was excited for it. And then I saw it, and everyone's like, yeah, it's been so long since we've seen snow like this. I'm like, really? But you're from Massachusetts, right? Yeah. That's why, man. I miss the snow, dude. Because I lived the last year... In Florida, I didn't like Florida, but I hate Florida, man, dude, it's the worst. Have you been like to stay there for? You were you were on vacation, weren't you? Yeah, so we went to Orlando about two years ago. Yeah, and bro, it's such a nice place. I, I love it, but I feel like everybody that goes to retire there like can't drive. No one can drive it. So this is what the thing is: if you live there, um, which I lived there for about ten months, eleven months, they would I would tell people like, oh, no one can drive here, and then they would say, oh no, it's the uh, it's the tourists or it's the old people. And then COVID happened, right? Yeah. And I was there and people still couldn't drive. And I said, hey, it's not the tourists because there's no tourists here because <laughs> no one's traveling. So the problem is you guys. It is. And then there's so many speed traps. Like, Ah, oh, dude, there's so much stuff there. Did you go to like the Disney there? Yeah. I love it, man. I love Disney. I just don't like Florida. <laughs> so um, if I have Florida listen- listeners, they're probably going to hate me because I'm going to mention Florida a lot and right. I don't like it. But it's, you know, teach their own. You were in New York, though, recently, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. How uh, was that? It was fun, man. I was supposed to go to Colorado, right? Really? And uh, my girl, she ended up finding tickets to New York, like, dirt cheap. Really? And uh, That's the one thing of COVID. It's like, you can find some cheap tickets. Yeah. And she was, like, a little worried at first, like, with COVID. And I was just mm-hmm. like, look, if we're going to go. Let's go. I mean. Did, well, like, there was any restrictions? Yeah. There was a few. Like, there's, like, no indoor, no indoor eating, like, that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. They say you have to quarantine if you're coming like from Texas, but nobody really checks on you. you know? Yeah. So. Hotels are fine. 
hotels are fine. People want you to go over there, man. I, they want to make money, yeah. They want to make money. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's the worst, one of the worst things with COVID right now is businesses are suffering like crazy. I, I don't, man, people like California, I've been watching videos of like... California's wild, dude. It sucks, man. Like salons and barbershops over there, what they're going through. And restaurants, too. I mean, the restaurants finally get something good going, and then they say, oh, you can't do this, or you can't do that, or you can't. even outdoor eating, they were banning outdoor eating or starting to in California again, which is stupid. I mean... Yep. They have all these restrictions. I hope, hopefully, with the vaccine, it's going to calm down. But yeah, like, I love New York, dude. I want to go back. How, how do you feel about the vaccine? I'm not taking it. Not taking it. <laughs> no. No, it's cool. It's cool. I'm not a big vaccine person, especially when it comes to vaccine this See, this quick. You know, like, I'm just not. I feel you there. And I'm not, I haven't gotten the flu shot in years. Me, I mean, there, since I, I became, I've, after I left my house, my parents' house, I never got the vaccine, uh, the flu shot again. I don't think I've ever gotten, like, the flu since I like stop taking it i got the flu and strep throat the first year i stopped taking it the second year i stopped taking it mm-hmm. and it was bad it was real bad but then after i got the first time and then i got one more time because up north it's also pretty it gets really bad up north with that type of stuff because yeah. it's cold and everything but um once i got the second time it was done so i didn't get it again since then um but like i just don't feel if i don't need to take something i'm not going to take it and with covid i already had it Right. So oh, you had COVID already? Yeah. Back How, in, how was that? In March. It was easy. Really? To be honest. Like, not to discredit no, no. some people's things, but for me, it was, I was actually in New York when it happened. So I was in New York in March. The first week of March, um, right before the quarantine and closing started to happen, I was in New York and in Boston. And this is before anyone took COVID seriously. So we had masks on the plane mm-hmm. just because we were, you know, trying to be, we were reading news and I was reading stuff that happened in China and that. All the stuff. So I was like, oh, "What? Just for sanitary reasons? Let me wear a mask on the plane." And it was before anyone was taking it seriously, okay. and I felt really sick um, when I got to when I was leaving Boston, going to New York. I felt really bad, so I definitely got people sick there because I didn't know, and no one was really taking it seriously. So I took a bunch of teas and medicine. I was doped up on medicine for like the first day. Right. Body aches, fever, got a high fever, and everything. Did you lose your smell and taste? Yeah, a bit because I went to like uh, Italy. Oh, I love Italy, bro. So good. And we went to the one, I forget if it's... Is it the one in Lower Manhattan? By the yeah, Lower Manhattan. Yeah, we went there. Yeah. We got, um, like I had wine and, and some pasta with uh, truffles. Yeah. Couldn't taste a thing. Bro, what's for But then the next day, I was good. Like the next day or two, it went, like I went back to fine and I was tasting again. Really? Slightly, yeah. It was literally like two days that was bad. One day really bad. Second day getting better. Third day pretty much good. Um, but I, sh- I also take like, a lot of vitamins. Okay. So I feel like that I'm healthy enough. I take enough vitamins. My wife and I take a lot of vitamins. We brought our vitamins on the trip with us. Right. Because we didn't want to stop. And we work out. We were working out consistently, four in the morning, every day. Um, even when we went on the trip, we would still wake up that early and at least be active. Right. But the first day I got sick when I was in, I was going to the Flatiron building. And oh, it was man. in the morning. And then I said, I have to go home. I have to go to the hotel. So we were in Soho. Went to the hotel. And just lay down that that first day I got sick and we didn't do much sightseeing, so that was like the one day that hit hard. But I rested and the next day I, we did our sightseeing, did everything we needed to do. Dang, bro, it's crazy when the first like lockdown first happened, man. Yeah, that's what we were like. I remember like I'd get paranoid and I'm like, man, I got it, you know. I <laughs> yeah, got it, you know. And did you ever get it? No, really. No, we took an antibody test not too long ago. Yeah, and the past three months we haven't. You don't have the antibodies either? No, man. So I still have the antibodies, which is nice. Because I had to get tested. Oh. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't feeling, like, I, I knew it wasn't COVID. In my mind, it wasn't COVID because I was like, it can't be COVID. Um, it just wasn't intense enough to be COVID. But right. I was like, uh, at work, they're taking it very seriously. So I was like, all right, cool. Let me take the uh, test. Took the test. Took the antibody test. And um, I still have the antibodies, but I didn't have it. They didn't tell me what I had. Like oh, they, really? they didn't tell me what I had. They're just like, yep, you don't have COVID. And I was like, do, do I have the flu? Do I have a cold? Yeah, yeah. Like, why do I feel crappy? But it might have been allergies or something like that. But uh, once that was done, I was like, okay, cool. I still don't have. Um, we're all at risk in some way, but I'm, at least I'm less worried. And since I've already had it, I'm not as scared of it. You know, right. my wife is a bit. But since she's she seen me go through it, and she didn't catch it either. So the crazy part is I got it. She felt sick one time. She went to the doctors and she didn't have it. And she doesn't have the antibody. So she never got it, which is crazy because she's never also gotten the flu. 
See, both, both times I've gotten the flu, she never got it either. So she's pretty good with like, she's way better than me and her immune system is really, really good. And that's where I, I, man, I'm so confused. Like, it's crazy how, you know, your partner can get it and you, you can't, it, you know? Yeah. I mean, even my, my friend, uh, Brandon, mm -hmm. he got it, I think. And then his wife never got it either from him, See, which is crazy. It's just like, it all depends. It's funny because my, my my girl she had to get the vaccine right. She got yeah. it already. In she got the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Oh she snap! Had, Is she, she a, like? She had no a, essential worker or something. Or? She, she's a radiologist, like I a see. technician, right? Yeah. And uh, so she was able to get it. Little aches here and there. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, there's a lot of people that you know they have like you know. They Re like the reactions end, the or something like that. End of the world kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I don't like, think it's all that. I just don't want to do it, just because I generally don't do those things. Yeah. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just, I'll wait to, I'll wait till everyone else gets it. And plus, like, I'm not an ideal candidate right now. Save it for the old people. Save it for essential workers that, and hospital workers. Too, and then once it's out there, I might get it later in the future. But since I already have it, it's like the reason why I don't do the flu, the flu shot. I don't think I need like um, polio. Those ones, like big diseases. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take the shot for that. I'd rather take <laughs> take a shot and it's then get this major disease like uh, measles or something. Right. And what's crazy oh. about it? It's like I'm telling you, like. I've had to stay away from like social media like so much this past year, man. It was everybody thinking it's like you know end of times kind of thing, and you know. Oh yeah, where it's like there's a chip, the there's a like, chip in the in the vaccine. It's gonna make you um, like the antichrist chip and stuff. It's yeah, wild, bro. It's like I don't know. I'm, I'm not too big on on that. You know where I'm like, All right, I just don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I don't know when it's gonna happen. I'm, I'm I feel like if it is happening, it's gonna be a little bit crazier than just a. Uh, COVID. You know? Yeah, just COVID. It has to be a little bit more wild than, than this, you know? I, I do think it's like the whole, I guess, talking about that, the 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 idea of having to do things. Like, let's say it's going to, like they say, the, the vaccine is going to be, everybody has to get it. Oh, yeah. You want to go somewhere. Like, they were saying, like, I think that's too much, man. I think that's too much. I think that's. There a, shouldn't be a mandate on that. I think it's a, a clear idea of what's to come maybe one day. Yeah, where they're trying to be more controlling of things. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of them. That's the one thing I'm like, why did the if it's good for us, why don't we just have the free choice to do it? You know, right. rather than telling me I have to do it to do this or that. Like, I'm not a, I'm not for that. Yeah, and I like even things I don't agree with. Even people that I don't agree with, I'm like, you have the right to do what you want to do. Like, right. I'm not gonna force this upon you or anything like that. And that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm not gonna do. I've been like that with everything, man. I don't like I don't like following the rules, especially when it comes to like they say you have to do it. But like, nah, you know what? That's why I want to do it less. Make me want to do it less. Yeah. Try not to move too much with that buzz. Right. Yeah, dude, it's, it's a wild world right now. It is, man. I mean, even what happened the other day with the Capitol building. I, I, it's just so disgusting to see that kind of stuff, man. Oh, yeah, we did a podcast on that, like, talking about, like, how crazy that stuff is, dude. Like, the, the fact that they had the audacity to do all that. And it didn't even, like, if it helped their, their cause, it was one thing. It didn't even help. Like, it made it worse for them, if anything. It, it did, and it's just, I don't know, man, it's just wildness in the world. Man, I was talking to a good friend about this, too. Like, you know, he's not a Trump supporter, but he's a little conservative, you know? Yeah, which I understand. It's and, fine, especially uh, down here. Right. And him and I are, like, very, like, we disagree in like, quite a bit, and it's a cool. But we're talking about how the whole looting, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, I'm like, where was yeah. that, you know? And this was on a capital, like, you know, like... Like the capital, like right. I'm just like, it's crazy how they they got away with that. You know, if it would have been, you know, Black Lives Matter would have been shot. Yeah, would have been shot if, if it was if it was you and me. Like yeah. we, we got shot real quick. Um, yeah, it was hypocrisy there, man. And my brother, what's funny? My brother's a cop here in Dallas, and um, I have like I have a soft spot for cops, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, but at the same time, like I call their shit whenever they like. I don't agree with it. Him and I have a lot of disagreements when it comes to that. Yeah. And uh, I sent him like, you know, I sent him a little text. I was like, 
didn't see any rubber bullets or anything. <laughs> and I get on his nerves now. But I'm, I'm being serious. Like, you don't... You oh, no, yeah. I mean, if you saw my Instagram, I was like, bruh. The same way that they they did rubber bullets and, and tear gas. Yeah. Not that I want to see people hurt, but where's the where's the uh, same treatment? You know. You don't see it at all. You never. And I don't get it. You're just like people are like, oh, so when cops do the right thing, that's when you're getting mad. I'm like, no, it's you know, it's obvious that there's different treatment when it comes to like white yeah. people and, you know, and brown people. people. Yeah. Brown, yeah, just general brown black people don't get the same treatment as white people do, and it's just. All right, let's address it. Let's not act like that's not the real, the right. truth. Now that we know the truth, how do we fix it? You know, um, right. let's not lie to ourselves and say that's not the not the case. Oh yeah, on the beard. Mm -hmm. If you want to clean it up, you can. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever. Like I gotcha. said, it always goes back, anyways. Only thing I keep long is the mustache, really. Gotcha. But something light and simple, just for a nice conversational barbershop talk. Uh, are you still at uh, Hillsong Dallas? So, yeah, interesting topic. Um, in a way, yes. In a way, no. Um, I haven't firmly left. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of stuff going on with Hillsong, if you've seen. Oh, right, right, right. Um, And then back in New York with stuff with Carl, back in Boston with the pastors up there. Um, the Connecticut pastors just left, too. Oh, right. And then the Hillsong Dallas pastors just resigned as well. Really? Mm -hmm. Crazy. So a lot of stuff happening, and I'm so new here and new to Dallas too. So it's like I need a church with stability. Have you heard of Shoreline? No, dude, that's a great church. Really? Yeah. We visited a church today called um, Storehouse, mm -hmm. and it was interesting church. It was definitely a for me coming from up north. I'm intrigued with church culture down here because it's gonna be so different than up north. Up north is. We have a liberal Christianity. Yeah. Where here you have a more conservative Christianity. So there's going to be differences there that I'm still getting used to. Um, so Hillsong was like a nice, like, oh, I know what they're doing typically, but I also need stability. And not like being a pastor, right? And pastoring, if I'm going to eventually pastor in a church, right, I need a church that I can stick with and have that stability in it, you know? Yeah. You should, you should check out Shoreline, man. Yeah. Are they here in Dallas, Dallas? Yeah, East Dallas. Like, okay. Yeah, so I moved, actually. I'm not sure if you knew. So I, I was living in Las Colinas, and then we moved to Wiley. Okay. That's like, what, 40 minutes away? 30-ish minutes, yeah. Everything's like 30 minutes away from Wiley, I, I feel. So yeah. everywhere I go is like 30 minutes away. Once you check those guys out, I think I think you'll like them. They're, they're a dope church. Um, quite, quite a few friends that go there. Yeah. And, man, if, if I didn't have a home church already, I think I would probably be going there. What church you go to again? What's the name of it? TDA Church. It's off of West Illinois. TDA. Yeah, right. it's like Templo de la Ranza. You know, it's like, funny. Uh, the church I went to was at Templo de Milagres in oh, right. Brazil. Uh, it's a Brazilian church up in up north. So for the longest time, I went to TDM oh, right. instead of CDA. TDM yeah, yeah. Uh, Temple of Miracles, basically, is it's a translation. But um, and it's funny because we like everybody's always like, "Why the TDA?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, Temple of Praise." I'm like, "Yeah, Temple de la Ranza." The fighting with church is dope, you know, uh, non-denominational. Um, I've been going there my whole life, man. And I started playing worship there when I was, like, 14. Yeah. So, it's cool, man. Like, you know, bass, right? Bass, bass, bass. And, uh, I've been doing music for about 15 years already, man. Dang. I love it, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I used to play when I was a kid. Um, played for a long time piano. I learned how to play guitar, and then I stopped. It wasn't from, I realized real quick, I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave this to other people. Yeah. I got a different calling. Yeah, no, I <laughs> Like, I tried to sing, too. And I sang for a while, choir and everything, and I was like, you know what? I'll let other people do this. I'm, I'll take it to someone else. And that's how I felt about bass, man. Like, I love playing bass. I love playing worship. But sometimes it becomes like a routine. Yeah. Just going every Sunday, doing the same songs. Like, you know, I got tired of it. You play every week? Or no? Yeah, every, every, I play every Sunday, so we, we didn't have, like, that many, uh... Like, players? Yeah, players. So it was just, like, literally, like, three of us, like, three musicians. But not before, but, you know, everybody has to, like, do their own thing. Mm -hmm. And there's no, like, substitute bass players, no substitute drummers. You're kind of just there. And, I mean, I appreciate it. I, I was like, I love playing. You know, I, I really do. But... 
Sometimes you do need that break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, is it a big church or? It's a big building. Yeah. But it's a small congregation. Mm. You know? Uh, about like, I want to say maybe 100, 200 people. Okay, you know? yeah. There's like, a lot of churches down here, so that's the biggest difference too. One yeah. of the big differences is like up north, we don't have that many churches because it's a little bit not the Bible Belt, like down here. More of the Bible Belt, so you have a lot more church yeah. culture. That, that's what's crazy about Dallas, too. Like, you'll see, like, church on every corner, man. Oh, yeah, dude. There's a lot of churches here compared to um, up north. We have less. Mm -hmm. Not that it's colder. A lot of people say, like, the north is cold in terms of spiritually. Mm -hmm. I don't think all of that. Like, I don't, I don't want to say it's cold, whereas, like, we don't have church or we don't have church culture and stuff. It's just not as prominent because you have a lot of schools up there and they're they value the education and science and the separation and right. stuff. So they're a lot more liberal, meaning they're not as, you know, Bible holding, God fearing Southerners. You right. know, it's like it's just like the the concepts, you know, different. So that, that's crazy. Like I feel Dallas is like slowly becoming that. You know? In a way, I mean, you have a lot of people from California coming here, yeah. and and then just the gentrification happens a lot. You know, when you leave the the old country vibes, you get more into that. I, I was like, I was like a single leader for a church yeah. for like maybe like two years, mm -hmm. you know. So like they put you down for two years and they put roles in them. They, uh, it's it's kind of cool. Like you get like different perspectives from like different, you know, people like teaching. Mm -hmm. And bro, like just the style of my teaching. I know there's some people that didn't like it. They call me very liberal. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, man, I'm just, I feel like I was teaching truth more yeah. than I was. Following a, I guess a routine that's been done forever, man. Yeah. That, and that's what kind of got me away from church for like the longest time was like, you can't have tattoos, you can't dress this way, you can't, you know, just a bunch of rules. A bunch of rules that I was just like, man, I, I don't like this, you know? Well, so you, were you like, um, did you stop going to church for a while? Yeah, I stopped going for a while. And even when I would go, I was, you know, I was never there. I was just kind of just like, you know, I'd go because my parents wanted me to go. Yeah. That kind of thing. And I don't know. I, I, I had to find Christ myself. You know? mm -hmm. or it's a personal relationship, I think. Personal relationship. Yeah. And I, and I say it weirdly. I say I had to find Christ myself, but he found me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I saw a meme. I, it's a bad meme. I know it's, it's, it's stupid, but my wife sent it to me. She goes, it was a meme, and it goes, have you found Jesus? And the guy goes, is he lost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Is he, is he lost? And it's like, no, but, you know. Um, but it, it is that, like, no one can find it for you. No one can get you your salvation. It's it's you and him, you know? And I was having a conversation with a good friend. I don't know if you know Loki. Loki. Yeah, Loki, he's Loki. dope, man. Yeah. He's going to, shout out to Loki. Amazing music. Um, and he's going to be on a podcast. Yeah, I got to get him. I got to get him on one. He has, he's, he's such an incredible human being. Yeah, he's so good. Uh, we're, we're talking about that not too long ago. And just how salvation is a gift that, you know that can't be taken away from by anybody mm -hmm. you know and yeah it's freely given freely given it's like if you really think about it it's like you know did we really choose it or did he just give it to us you know yeah you, it's it's a gift the only yeah. thing that we do is accept the gift yeah it's like because you can you can decline a gift like yeah. i can give you something you can say no to it right and that's that's the idea people don't get it's not that you have to fit a criteria he just gives it to you and, and as long as you say yes to it and that's what i man, that's what i love about it it's like we're just talking about that like like, there's nothing that I had to do. It's like, you know, I remember when people talk about, like, church and I always tell them, like, just go as you are, you know? Yeah, don't have to fix yourself up. You yeah. go there and then he'll fix you up he'll the way he, you yeah. Up. You know, it's not my job to, like, fix you up. It's his, you know? Mm hmm And if you allow yourself for change, you know, he's going to do it. And uh, I just remember just, like, going, like, just going to, like, past experiences of church and just, like, you know, just being afraid of, like, going to hell and things like that, you know, but, yeah. you know, it's like, now that I truly know Christ, I'm just like, man, there's a lot of things I do differently. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, I like to drink, you know, and casually drink, I don't, I'm not always out there getting drunk, but, you know, just things that where I thought was bad, was like, man, consciously, I don't think it's bad, you know? Let's look at that freedom 
it's 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 what it should be. I mean, yeah. Jesus literally changed water to wine, yeah. and then yeah, in the church, we're like, don't drink. Uh, I can go a day without beer. I can go a day without drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not like I don't have to have it, which is fine. But I don't know. I, I just a lot of things I grew I I grew up thinking was bad. I'm just like you start realizing. I you start. start and it's 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 because people, man made these doctrines and these rules. Jesus didn't create those, nor did you know God want those. Right. We live in, in a time of grace, so it's it's more about your relationship and just being that freedom and knowing you know there's a more important things to, to talk about, more important things to do rather than dress this way, act this way. You know, where's your heart at? That's the more important. Right. Thing. I think that's one of the biggest things. My 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 girl, she comes from a Jehovah Witness uh, background. Oh wow. And it's, dude, it's crazy. How was that like, transition? It was tough. It, it made me kind of just like resent her parents a lot. Yeah. You know, I don't have the best relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't either, but, you know, she just barely last year, she started kind of like researching, like, how crazy of a cult that is, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to talk shit about them, but. No, yeah, know, but I feel you. But it just, it, it's crazy what, you know, what you learn about a lot of like, other religions, you know how mm-hmm. sometimes even Christianity. You know, oh yeah, what what happens in Christianity? Happens, things have gone down. I'm just like, man, it's no one's perfect, you know. Yeah, and it, it kind of sucks. Just I don't know, seeing her go through that, and um, her her going through that, and just like, you know, her having to find Christ, you know, because yeah. she had like big trust issues. Mm-hmm. And I understand it, you know. Uh, I've told her like, like I'm not gonna try and convince you that you know, uh, this is the way. I-, I can just make you aware yeah. that there's somebody out there that loves you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's for you if you want to accept it. That's cool. If you don't, you know, I'm not gonna judge you. You know, hundred percent. So I was just gonna say you want to clean back behind the neck a little bit. Yeah, I think that's all you can do. Yeah. How long have you been doing the podcast for? Podcast? This is my fourth episode, so nice. definitely a short period of time. I've been told to do it for a while. So a lot of people have reached out to me saying, hey, you should do a podcast, you should do a vlog, you should do... Because um, I have these conversations with people all the time, yeah, you know? You have great place that, and you know how to give direction as far as the conversation is going. Thank you, man. So, like, you know... If I were to get it lost, it's like you're, you're good at you know, bringing it back wherever it is. back or anything like that. So, um, you're definitely good at doing it. I've always wanted to do a podcast, like, as far as like barbershop talk, you know, mm-hmm. bringing in local uh, shops and talking to them, just doing while doing a haircut. Yeah. You know, it's something I like doing to you, just talking to people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think about it. How many times do you have had great conversations at a barbershop? Like, all the time. So, that's the thing. Like, I want to tr- experiment, like, even today's episode. Oh, can you just move the uh, razor? Oh, sure. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Even that, like, that's just experimental, like, using lapels versus using mics today. Right. I have no idea how it's going to sound until I hear it. Um, whereas when I u- use the, we use the mics and we use the headphones, I know how it's going to sound. I get feedback. Mm-hmm. I got all those things. But it's like, it's testing. My first podcast, literally nothing was working. So we used the, uh, my iPhone on voice memo and we had the Zoom conference going and then so off of a Zoom conference audio, we used my phone to, really? to, to save that. And like a lot of people are like, man, you should just redo it. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to post it. And who cares? Like, I don't care to have a, quote unquote, not the best quality. Right. I just want it out there. I want it to be authentic. And as I get to 100 episodes, it doesn't matter if I have some crummy episodes in there. Like, who cares? You know? Right. And that's how I feel about my work right now, like that I'm posting. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, I'm just... Getting the shot, you know. I someone's gonna like the work. I'm not trying to be a celebrity barber. I'm not trying to have like crazy. Yeah, it's just doing your part, bro. Not, and it's like it's just doing your thing. Like, yeah. I don't know how how large or small this podcast is gonna be. I'm not sure how large or not my my page is gonna be. But it's really just I have good. I look at it as I have good conversations, right? Right. Like I like my conversations with people. I like the conversations we get into, the topics we get into. So if someone else can get something out of that then I like that. If someone else can be entertained or learn something or also is going through the same issues, um, I want to address that with them. And 
the issue was I was having, or not an issue really, was I've having two hour long, two hour long conversations, hour long conversations with great people with great topics, and not no one knew about them. So it's like, yeah, we went through, through some great stuff, but how many other people would benefit from a conversation like this, right. or be entertained by a conversation like this? Like today, we're doing this one at the barber shop. Um, I have another one that we're playing video games together with this nice. guy who's a who's a, he's a gamer, so he does gaming. All the time, he does like six-hour streams, ten-hour streams. Like I, I don't know how he does it. We're not doing that long of a of a podcast last stream. We're doing like, I don't know, maybe forty-five minutes an hour. It all depends on how the conversation flows. But even that, like, all right, dude, where I want to meet people in their medium. So if I want to do a podcast and you're a, a, a barber, shoot, let's go to the barber shop and let's do one there. Right. Let's let's do, be a, like, where would we have a long conversation at the barber shop? Barber shop. Like, where do we where we have talked most at the barber shop? So let's do that. Um, being a pastor, being in the church, oh snap! You want to do something in the church? Let's do something in the church then. What, After what, service, like what made you want to be a pastor? Uh, studied theology and then um, always walked in faith. You know, yeah, yeah. So the idea was like, if I'm going to be a part of something, I want to be all in. And I've always had the calling um, from other people mentioning it, prophesizing, and God prophesying that I would be used that way. And if I can communicate to people and perfect that communication and. I consider myself more of a teacher because I like studying theology and teaching on it. Right. Um, but the main message is grace. The main message is salvation. Right. So, and, and that's what a pastor does. It's caring for others. And that's. What, I mean, I've people know who know me. Like I gave away my Jeep before I left Florida. Um, I just gave it away to some people from, I work with. Oh, man. My cameras. Like the reason why I'm starting over with, you know, these mics or I'm using my phone today to film, has been really because I've given away so much stuff. Right to other people, to churches, to places I've been to where I've given them my cameras, I've given them my GoPros, my mics, my... Like, I, I saw a post from four years ago where I was teaching these kids at the church how to take photos and stuff, and I had, like, ten cameras at the time. I have none of those cameras today. Because they're all... I didn't sell one of them. They were all gifted or given away to somebody or to some church or something. That's so awesome, though, man. So it's like... That's what a pastor does. A pastor's caring for other people. It's not this... I don't consider myself a pastor like the pastor that has a million dollars and preaches every Sunday. I'm a pastor who doesn't have a church right now. Right. I'm a pastor who is caring for other people. Like, I go to house to house. I do. People call me. It's like, hey, Leo, you can, you know, no one call. I don't, I don't have anyone really call me Pastor Leo. Only a few people call me that. Yeah, yeah. It gets kind of weird right now, but people call me like, hey, Leo, can you come over, pray for us? Yeah. Can you talk to us? I've had people counseling marriages. Nice. And I'm young, but it's like, if people feel comfortable with that and I can help them, then that's what pastoring is, you know? Right. So I'm just glad to do that. And I don't think you need to be a certain age to give, like, counseling as far as any of that, man. Yeah, man, a lot of people have that idea they have to be an age to do it. I, I have a friend, like, one of my good friends, like, his dad owns that church that we go to, and he's he's a pastor's son, he's a little younger than me, and, uh, bro, like, he, he's given me some of the best advice ever, yeah. man. And just because, not because he's, like, the pastor's kid or anything, but because... There's a lot of situations he's gone through that mm. maybe I haven't. Yeah. And, um, it's all like about experience and bro. we all have different paths. Like that's why I like talking to people too. And I love the podcast because I can learn so much and others can learn so much because shoot, I don't know what it's like to have a Jehovah's Witness right. uh, background in my family. So I have no idea like how to deal with that or, or what the transition may be like. Whereas you might know much better than I do. Or And also I just like talking to people like... What's, it's a good conversation, dude. What, what's crazy is that, like, one thing I don't mention to a lot of people, and uh, it really, it's like, it's being in a environment or in an industry of, like, hairdressers and barbers, you know, I have never told people, you know, mom passed away in five, year, five years ago. Yeah. And what's crazy about that is, like, you know, I'll tell people, when I do tell them, like, bro, if I, she hadn't passed away, I feel like I would never have done barbering or anything. Yeah. So in a weird way, it's like, in a morbid way, I'm like, happy that she's gone because it got me out of a dead-end job it got me out of like off my ass and like i started doing things that yeah you know i i wasn't it seemed the silver, silver lining right yeah and i remember like at church there were people like asking me like hey do you want to give a preaching and i was like all right let's do it you know what i don't know <laughs> i don't know why i'm doing this right now but i, I need this for myself because mm -hmm. of course i was mourning in my own way i don't you know i'm not an emotional person but i'm mourning in my own way and i that whole the absence of her was like having me just like you know, I don't know I just turned to things that I didn't need to be turned into yeah and uh, it, it, it's crazy how God works like you know 
I just started saying yes to certain things, like mm-hmm. giving words, you know, taking on the role of being a single leader. And I, I remember I was like, I don't know if I want to be a, you know, a preacher or, you know, give lessons like that. And I feel like we get lost in titles too. Um, a lot of times in church where it's like, oh, are you a pastor? Are you a preacher? Are you an evangelist? Yeah. And it's like, dude, I'm just, I follow the way. And, that's how and I'm a follower of Christ. And this is where, where I, you know. That, that's how I feel. I'm just a follower of Christ. That's all I, I've ever been. And I love giving my experiences as far as like when it comes to teaching. You know, maybe not everybody's going to agree. And that's cool. You know, yeah. everybody has, you know, their own walk with Christ. And that's, that's cool. But I like to say it's like, Especially with churches, even it's like, yeah. I wouldn't say there's a right church. There's definitely some churches that do things badly. Yeah. Um, but there's no perfect way. In the same way, there's no perfect food. There's everyone has a you know people like pineapple. Do you like pineapples on pizza or no? Oh, I love pineapple on pizza. I hate them. You really? Yeah, and I don't think yeah. one's better than the other. Like I'm not gonna say you're wrong for that because some people think yeah. that people are wrong for it. It's like no, it's just it's different. Wrong. It's different strokes. Like I won't eat. <laughs> I won't eat pineapples on pizza. You put pineapples on pizza, I'm taking them off. Really? That to me is no, nope, won't eat is, it at is all. Is it like a northern thing? I just don't like it. Yeah, the, I don't know. Do people in the north like it or no? I've met people that like it in the north. I just, I will say, you guys have fried pickles down here. I will never eat those. Those are weird to me. Oh, no. see, I don't eat pickles. I don't eat pickles either. Yeah, I, My I, wife I, likes the small pickles. You know those like crunchy ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like pickles in general. So to me, it's like, no. Yeah, it's like different strokes. So I, I take the same thing with church and everything else. It's like, if you want to do, if you want to shout and scream, mm-hmm. shout and scream. If you don't want to shout and scream, don't shout and scream. I, I'm the same way. I don't, criti- don't like criticize someone else. Because they do that, you know? Nice and layered out. Yeah, I'm going for full that, Jesus vibe, bro. Yeah, I took that weight out <laughs> from the back. Looks fire. I'm in. Clean, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you for yeah. popping up, coming out, Saint Talks, yeah, man. episode four. Uh, Can't wait to see this, man. Oh, yeah, I'll dude. share it. Yeah, 100%. And we're going we're gonna to do more of these. And not every time I get a haircut, because I feel like that would no, be a little yeah. much. But bro, we'll do any, more of them. And... Bro, anytime you want, like, <laughs> just everybody here, we could do that, too. Just like, yeah, dude. You know, just we'll have like a whole, you know, all the guys here. Oh, yeah, just do a whole thing. Yeah. Get Milton on some stuff. Like, I just, I love sharing my platform where I can and just yeah. getting some good conversations I, along the way. I've learned a lot from Milton, man. That guy is like, he's been, he's a great mentor. Like yeah. Like I said, like, whenever, like, anybody else decides to get a haircut from him, I'm just like, bro, do it. You know, he might Messing it up a little bit, but just to see how it looks nah. when it's messy. He might, he might steal you as a client. But <laughs> nah, man, cool. I'm, I'm pretty faithful with yeah with with your work and yeah. like i said only person to come here in like this past year yeah so bro, when it, i'm gonna keep it you're ready to do it short man I'm i think i'm not gonna let it grow like down here yeah. where i can because right now i can still tie it like i can tie it yeah. pretty much once the sides grow a little bit more i can grow it down to my shoulders i'll probably keep it for like this year 2021 yeah, yeah. and then maybe towards the end of it depending on how long it gets i'll probably shave it off again let's do it i'm ready hey, man. Appreciate thank you for popping out yeah it was a good one all right let's cut this thing out Peace out, y'all. Nope, dude.